Welcome to the Innovative Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Leslie Horn, Brett Crandall, and Claire Olilla. We're here to make your life easier as a real estate developer and teach you everything we've learned about designing and building innovative homes, multifamily, and mixed-use structures. On this podcast, we'll be giving you our best advice, trainings, and Q&A segments so you can learn from our years of experience and make your innovative vision a reality. Hello, and welcome back to another episode here with the Three Squared team. If you are a new listener to this podcast, welcome. We're so happy to have you. If you have listened to several episodes or every episode leading up to this, we really appreciate you tuning in and taking the time, investing your energy into learning what really goes into these projects, into how to make your project successful. So if you are a new listener, my name is Claire and I am Three Squared's Director of Sales and Marketing. We've also got Leslie, our CEO, and Breck. Yeah, howdy. (laughs) (laughs) And Breck, who is our Director of Design. Hey, hey. So uh, we're here as usual. We just want to do whatever we can to help you through this process and share what it's really like in the real world making these projects happen. So on today's episode, we are going to speak specifically to the value of having an architect on your team. Why am I important? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, why are you important? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Trusted architect. Um, And we always love to open up our shows with a bit of a case study on a type of project that we're working on right now to show you what's going on in our world. So this is our project highlight of the week. And I believe, actually, I don't want to spoil it. Breck, (laughs) what is the project highlight of the week this week? Ah, yeah, we are doing a series of cabins in Northern Michigan right now, um, which is really, really exciting for us because I've spent a lot of time there growing up. If If you spend any time in Michigan, you, you always understand the adage of going up north because that's where everybody spends their summers and uh, sometimes their winters if you like if you like the winter sports. Um, so we have an amazing client. It's a couple who lives in Ann Arbor, but they like to spend their summers up north. And uh, so we're working in Bel Air, Michigan, on a cabin that's really cool. It's um, it's two stories, but the lower level is kind of pushed into a hillside because there's some. Uh, some really dramatic uh, site elevation changes in northern Michigan. <clears throat> you know, down south, it's, it's pretty flat land. But up there, we get some hills to play with. So it's tucked back in this, this pine grove on this hill, has beautiful views. And so part of the containers are pushed into the hill. And then we also created a carport because of the upper deck. So the upper deck is the second story and you can park your car underneath it, enter the building from the first level. And then the upper level is really where the house kind of is. The lower level is just all the supporting space uh, in order to make the building a building. But, um, you know, some really gorgeous views from that upper deck. So we're really excited about this Bel Air cabin. You can tune in to our social media to see some renderings of that one. Um, where it's at. And we're currently working on the construction documents and uh, going for the building permit right now so we can break ground come spring. Really excited for this project. Breck, what, is the name, what is the name of this this house? 
the, the clients call it the render cabin, which can be confusing because we make a lot of architectural <laughs> oh, renderings. Uh, but the uh, the render cabin in Bel Air is, is an awesome Beautiful. project that I'm really excited for. And our first green container project. It's always Ooh. fun. We, we like to color code our projects. And uh, these clients chose green, so it kind of meshes into the evergreens of that hillside. So oh, really excited wow. about this project. It just kind of becomes a part of nature. It looks... It looks very in place in its context, which we're always happy to to, to report back. Nice. Hey yo, what up, Render Cabin? <laughs> we will link we'll link this project as always in any episode you listen to, whatever the project highlight of the week is. We'll link the photos and everything about it down below so that you can check it out and scroll through all of our other projects, get a feel for our, our work. Now, moving into the meat of the episode. Something on my end that I often see is sometimes people don't actually know we are an architecture firm for first and for, foremost, because we do a lot of projects with containers, but we also do a lot of hybrid work. In fact, all of our projects are a hybrid construction in some way or another. So we, we really are doing just innovative projects. We're doing unique projects. Um, and at the foundation of our company, we've just got a really awesome design team. So shout out to Breck and his team <laughs> for putting together all these cool designs that you see on our website. But uh, a question that I thought would be really pertinent to lead with here is when it comes to single family homes, sometimes we get this question of, okay, well, you know, what is the value of having an architect on the team? Because if correct me if I'm wrong, when a project is a certain size, you only really need a stamped drawing. You don't necessarily need a full gamut team to help you through. So I'd love Leslie Breck, whoever wants to take this question, you can take it. But I'd love to walk through a bit of the process of what it would look like working with three squared versus not because we really are really unique. Uh, we're, we're just unique in the way that we do things. Yeah. So let's start with like the big picture, which is do you need an architect? First of all, there's like a rule in every state and they, everybody kind of treats it a little differently, but let's take Michigan here, for instance. Uh, in Michigan, if a building's no bigger than 3,600 square feet. So if you're not that big, which is a pretty sizable home, considering, I mean, the average American home is somewhere between 2,500 and 3,000 square feet. Um, and, and you could think of that as like a three bed, two bath kind of, kind of house, you know, those don't technically need an architectural stamp. Uh, an architectural stamp is required for unique structures, for things that uh, depart from the normal way of building things, because the idea there is that a builder would know how to build a house, regardless. I mean, most of the, the kit of parts are all going to be the same. Like, we're going to plug all these things in. It's going to be a house no matter what. We have to follow building codes in general, and builders know how to build a code. That's the thought process there. But if you depart from the norm, if you do anything unique, which is kind of what we do as a standard, whether it's metal building structures, whether it's container building structures, whether it's super unique kits like A-frames or insulated concrete blocks, like any of that stuff that we've worked with, they will require a stamp because you've now departed from the norm. Um, so that's one reason. A lot of, you know, a lot of these homes that get built without stamps, it's just developer homes. It's just builder grade. Uh, I'll use the term 
garbage, <laughs> you know, not, not to dissuade people from those things, but you all know what I'm talking about. Like it is a standard way of doing things, the standard way of building it's, you know, it's, it's off the shelf products and materials. It's, it's just the bottom of the barrel. It's so that developers can make a bunch of homes very cheaply, very quickly and turn a profit on it. And that's kind of where those rules came from. But if you want to make your dream house, if you want to make your dream building, if you want to develop something unique and interesting that will drive tenants to come and rent your space and to use your retail spaces, things of that nature, then you probably want an architect. And here's why. is because if you read the documents that any architect will ask you to sign, you know, any contractual agreement between an architect and an owner, the architect is listed as an advocate for the owner. And that's important because now you have somebody who speaks the language, who knows how the process works, who understands the ins and outs of this business, who's on your team, who's working for you to make sure that everything gets done. It gets done on time. It gets done on budget and it meets your design standards. And you work with the architect through the entire process from start to finish. So when we first sit down and start talking about like, what do you want? How big is it? What kind of features do you want? What are the must-haves? What are the want-to-haves? Those are the things that we start with. But through the process, if you don't have an architect on your team, you are out there on your own. So you are, you are talking to these people who are going to ask very specific questions that you probably don't have answers to because you haven't spent a lifetime in that world. And you're going to have to speak a language that, that maybe you've never, you've never been exposed to before. And so when you work with an architect, they're there from A to Z, from the actual design of the building, through the drawings, through the bidding process and permitting, talking to potential general contractors, talking to the city, making sure that you're dotting your I's and crossing your T's, and then through the construction process. Because no matter how much effort you put into designing and drawing the building, the real world is different than the paper world. And when you get to the real world, people have questions. And if you don't have answers to that, you're probably going to want to call somebody who does have answers, which would be an architect in this instance. So I find myself answering a lot of calls on our projects that are under construction right now, just to help problem solve little tiny things that come up that could be a bigger issue if we didn't have answers ready for them. And that's probably the foremost reason why an architect is so important to this process. You know, Breck, it's um, it's so interesting because we get phone calls, people who have tried to do things themselves, they tried to do the cheap route, getting just a structural engineer to stamp a foundation plan and submit it, and then it gets rejected. They have to go back and they have they don't and, and they don't understand the terminology. I mean, even a code and zone review for setbacks and how many times have we gotten through our code review or zoning review and how many overlays have happened on that particular parcel? And so, you know, by the time somebody gets their documents all ready to go and set up, they send it out there and the permit gets rejected because they didn't know where to look. They, they, they have to go back to the drawing board. And I forget, you, you made a comment, I'm not going to butcher it. But there's like three ways of handling a project. You just come to us immediately <laughs> and, you know, from A to Z, we'll handle it. Or I know people have come to us and we've fixed things. Um, what is that whole saying there? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like it's more expensive well, yeah, if, you if you wait to the end. <laughs> well, every, 
Every minute you spend in designing a project saves you an hour in drawing, and every hour you save in drawing saves 10 hours of fixing real issues in the real world. And that's important because if you think a lot about a project and how it's going to roll out, it'll save you so much time and energy. And as we know, time is money in this industry. So that's, that's why it's important to you know, spend time up front. Now, we take on projects all the time where the clients have a vision. Uh, you can think of an architect as a tool to achieve your vision. That's probably the easiest way to think about it. If you don't have somebody working with you and for you at that level, you're kind of doing this on your own. But we are happy to take wherever you're at on your project, whatever vision you've created in your head. Some people send us drawings. Some people send us hand sketches. I've received an Excel drawing that if you zoomed out far enough, they had actually colored pixels to show us the floor plans of their building. Whatever your medium is, we could take that and translate that into yes. like an actual building. And I think that that's important to know. Like, we're not going to scrap your vision when you come to us. Like, we're going to take your vision and we're going to morph it into a real world project, something that actually can be built. Because here at Three Squares, we are, we are determined to accomplish two things. Number one, stay friends with you the whole process. Sounds real easy, but I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs in these, in these procedures. Uh, and, and we know how these things can go. And so we're, we're really working for you as an advocate. And then number two, we want to design something that can actually be built. Like if we know that there are parameters to this that don't check the boxes of like meeting your timeline or meeting your budget, or if we're, you know, doing things that are kind of silly that will cause issues down the road, we got to weed that out because we are more interested and making sure that whatever we're working with you on will actually become a reality. That is so important to us here because there are so many firms out there, so many designers in this social media world that we live in that just love to create renderings because digital renderings have capabilities of looking like an actual product now. Like sometimes you see images online and you think that's actually built, but it's not. Because Brooke it was I a play design. This game was sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll send them stuff. Is this rendering or real? <laughs> yep, I can't yeah, tell. render or real. And that's it's just going to continue down that route. Like it's going to become virtual reality is going to become more and more like integrated into the real world. And and so it allows you the flexibility of like designing things that aren't real, which is a dangerous game to play. And so what we hang our hat on here is that. We have real projects that actually got built. And I would much rather post photographs of real buildings than renderings of ideas that we've had. It's so true. And at the end of the day, when somebody even brings us something that another architect, they've already invested into an engineer or an architect to, to draw out, oftentimes because of the if it has to do with cargo architecture, because of the lack of knowledge they have about how containers work, they've done it in a way that's going to cost them way more. And we know that that project will have failures. I don't know how to say that piece differently. But well, it's, it's called it's challenges. Challenges. There you go. Okay, good. But yeah, very, very interesting. Um, and so, Breck, I just want to be really clear on this. Um, single family homes, what really? What's the highest and best use of an architect? Why? Why would anybody invest? You know, anywhere from thirty, forty, fifty thousand. I don't want to get into a lot of numbers, but why would somebody invest, make an investment like that to design, 
and to see a project through um, and, and hire an architect? Why, why is that so important? So I'll give you a, I'll give you a couple major examples, but let's focus on like two topics here. I follow this uh, while well, I'm part of this group on Facebook, which is hilarious. It's called "You Should Have Hired an Architect," and it's basically people poking <laughs> fun at bad designs, uh, which our entire world is flooded with because there are hundreds and hundreds of millions of buildings on this planet, and surprisingly. There's less than 5% of the buildings on this planet that have involved an architect because a lot of it, you know, in other countries, like it's a totally different world. But, you know, in the United States, like there's a lot of engineers who will just pump out buildings that have zero design to them. They just have a function to it. Right. And there's a lot of that. And then there's a lot of like these just turnkey homes, these developed homes that are just, you know, we've all seen it, just a, a whole subdivision of really cheap houses goes up very quickly and then they're very expensive to buy. It's because somebody's making a profit on that and they're just regurgitating designs. If you drive down a lot of streets in American suburbs, the bastions of Nowhereville, you will notice, if you look closely, every one of those houses is the same. They all look exactly the same until you look closer and you're like, ah, I guess that one, you know, kind of put a dormer here or like used a different brick here, but they're all the exact same home. And so one of the major benefits you get with an architect is that you get the design finesse. You get somebody who's been speaking this language their whole life. And this is where I get really confused. Somebody needs heart surgery. They're going to search everywhere for the best heart surgeon that specializes in exactly that surgery. Like who's the best of the best? Who does this well? When it comes to architects, they're like, I'm going to buy plans off the internet and I'm going to have like Joe Schmo over here stamp this drawing so that I can like turn into the city. Like, what were you thinking? What you think you got a good design out of that? You think that these are like somebody's heart and soul that they're pouring into these drawings that they've really worked with you, learned how you operate, how you live your daily life, what your design aesthetic is, what your style is, and then worked with you? No, they just you just bought something off the internet that was just like a turnkey. I can't believe that people would like to spend the majority of their life in a house that they purchased off the internet. Blows my mind. So point number one, an architect brings you design intellectual. Like they, they have studied this at length. They spent a minimum of seven years in schooling, three years in professional practice. They, they know this game and they've worked hard to be where they are. And that brings the value. Now, here's a second point. This sounds real counterintuitive, but an architect is going to save you money. Because if you try to do a custom home without an architect, good luck. Based on the points that we've kind of highlighted up to this, you know, this moment in our conversation, like that's kind of why, because if you don't speak this language, if you don't know the industry in and out, if you don't know the challenges that you're going to be up against, you're going to have a hard time. There are people out there who can do this, who have, you know, some background in drafting or like have some really good design intellect. We run across that all the time. Like somebody who doesn't know how to put together drawings, but they really know good design, like they have a good eye for it perfect combination. We'll work with them. We'll design the house. They'll have input on materials and colors and interiors and stuff like that. That's amazing. But if you're just, if you're just like out there on your own, you're kind of free falling and you don't have any support network to help you answer these questions or to make sure that things are running smoothly. And that's going to translate into small costs, but a whole lot of them. So people get afraid of like that dollar amount to hire an architect. Let's let's call it, you know, 
it's, it's anywhere between 5 and 12% of the construction budget. When I say construction budget, that's like the actual building materials and labor costs to build the building. Depending on what kind of project you have and how complex it is, you know, you might run 5 to 10%, probably somewhere in that, let's just call it 7.5% of that total cost. That could be a big dollar amount to spend early on in the project. But if you don't spend that money, I can almost guarantee you, unless you're in this profession, that you're going to spend that 7.5% here and there and here and there. And it's just going to add up to way more than that cost at the end of the day. We see this, the same thing happens when you choose a builder that we, you know, we send things out to bid. And when people bid on them, you'll have a high cost and you'll have a low cost. And sometimes that low cost is really low and everybody's tempted to just go with that low budget. But guess what? They're going to nickel and dime you through the entire process. And you're going to end up spending the same amount as if you just went with the really quality, good builder from the start. And so that's a good way to think about how architects are involved. Like if you're working with somebody who knows this profession, who has experience doing this, they can avoid those unforeseen costs that might come back and bite you later in the process. You know, and Breck, it's really interesting because we've just been focusing on single family homes right now. Completely different story when it comes to commercial projects. I mean, even the tiniest little kiosk project, regardless if it's, you know, stick built or, 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 or container, uh, all the way up to, I think we're working on a project now that's commercial that's got almost 300 containers. Talk a little bit about commercial architects and why they're so valuable. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's part value and it's part necessity. Um, yes. You can't have a commercial building in the United States without an architect. And architects are like lawyers. They're like doctors. You have to find the right one for you because buildings are infinitely complex and there are lots of different kinds of buildings in this world. And so you want to find the architect, the engineer, you want to build a team around your project that's good at what you're doing. And what Three Squared is good at is anything unordinary, (laughs) anything unconventional. (laughs) That's our focus. Uh, We're doing single family residences. Yes. But we're also focusing heavily on multifamily developments, mixed use developments, small commercial buildings. Like that's really where, where we're starting to shine and spreading our wings on these, these unusual projects. And it's because of that process. There's so many layers to getting buildings approved based on the codes and regulations and municipal ordinances, because Every city in America has its own set of rules on top of the federal rules. So we have the International Building Code, which is the bare minimum standard. And then every city kind of digs in and goes into a little more depth based on where they're at, because it's uniquely tailored to that specific location in the United States. Because we have we have a lot of land here. We have a lot of different spaces. And everywhere has a little bit different climactic situations where, you know, the temperature is different. The, the weather's different. We have earthquakes on the West Coast. We don't have earthquakes here in Michigan. So there are different rules that are set in place. And so you want to find somebody who's who's uniquely tailored for your project and ready for the challenge. But it is, to Leslie's question, a necessity to have an architect on any project that is commercial here in the United States. Yep. And that includes when you get into like developments, like when you're wanting to do, it's not just, you know, 40 or or 60 or 200 single family homes or duplexes, when you're getting into something a little bit more complex, I mean, what I, what I noticed in one of my big learning curves 
um, in working with you is not only are you working on the architectural realm of this, but literally you are the you're you're that director in the middle of that three ring service, uh, circus, right? And and in the big tent, and you've got your engineers. And who knew there was like four or five different types of engineers? I mean, honest to goodness, you've you know mechanical, electrical, plumbing, structural, um, civil. I mean, you've got five engineers, and you've got your um, on top of that landscape architects. And you know, there's the stormwater management and all these other things that are being required by the municipalities. The architect's responsibility is to put together, I've seen documents as large as, you know, 300 pages to submit for a permit. Holy smokes. You know, it's it's really a, a grand responsibility. And honestly, the liability aspect of it, it's it's all on it's on the architect, not to make you all panicked or anything right now, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's true. It's true. The architect's responsible for pulling everything together. Honestly, yeah. I mean, they, they coordinate between all of those entities that you just named, civil, mm-hmm. structural, landscape, interior design, all of these things have to be tied together. And the architect's the one kind of sitting at the helm, making sure that those are pulled together, but also, again, working as an advocate for the client, making sure that the design intentions are met from start to finish, and, and working with you to make sure that things happen on time and within your budget. That's important. That's important. Yes. So if you have if you have a timeline that you need to like meet, if you have a budget that you have to be within, like it's you and your architect working together to make sure that that happens. And that's their responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yes. Beautiful. Well done, Breck. Well done. Well, thank you both for diving into this topic and I think we covered a lot of ground today. I I would like to send everyone here listening we've got the link to our website and our instagram down below you can check out our work and if you like the work we're doing and if you're listening to these podcasts you've made it this far and you like our energy and think we'd be a fun team to work with content because we are (laughs) and you need an architect then i'll point you in two directions if you are just getting started with your project and you just want some more introductory information, then we will link a couple of episodes below that you can go back to, re-listen to, gather a little bit more information there. Or alternatively, if you have a project, you've got land, you're ready to go, and you want to make sure that you can get on our roster to work with us this year and get your project started in a timely manner, then I'll link you to our contact form down below so you can connect directly with our team, have a little bit more of a personalized conversation, ask questions, get them answered, and get your project rolling. Can't wait to get your design going for you. Breck, any final closing thoughts? I think we covered it all. If you can leave this call and not think that an architect is important, then you clearly had a lot of experience in this industry, you know what you're doing, and you're going to make an amazing project. If you don't check all those boxes, then you should probably reach out and let's start a conversation and see how we can help you make your vision a reality. Love it. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you back here in two weeks on Innovative Real Estate with Three Squared Inc. Until next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you found it so valuable, you want to connect with us one-on-one, click the link in the description to tell us all about your project so we can help you get started. 
and to get notified on the next episode here on Innovative Real Estate, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you never miss a beat. Get out there, put today's advice into action, and we will see you in the next episode.